0: Let's keep the party rolling here with our next show, Funnel Radio, the flagship program right here on the Funnel Radio channel. Today we have with us the founder of the network, the man who's got his finger on the pulse of everything changing in the world of sales leads and management and all that, the man who's always thinking. We'll see if we can get him (laughs) to share some of those thoughts today here. (laughs)
1: Well, I meant to change hats on you, Paul. I oh, my, you... uh, well, my Ronnie Reagan hat. Uh, <laughs> well, that was a nice conversation with uh, with Nicholas Vandenberg, and he, he really gave us some insight on SLMA radio today.
0: You know what on I found. The speed the leads. You know what I found most interesting was, and it feeds directly into what you want to talk about here today on our sort of free form, open uh, mic uh, forum here on uh, Funnel Radio, and that is the the words that your friend susan finch hates to hear the new normal will things change or go back to the way they were and he said well in some ways his company is all about speed to lead how do you get leads uh, answered and responded to quicker companies suddenly realized the power of a lead it's hard to get one right now during the crisis so we want to respond to them quicker and yet it's the tale of two cities. We want to do better during this crisis. Maybe it's an opportunity to do better, but we got less people. we got less budget. We may be having more trouble getting a hold of leads during this difficult time.
1: The you know, majority of companies out there have some sort of inside sales reps, and that makes it a lot easier. But Nicholas's solution on Chili Piper is really a good one. So today we're going to talk about this subject of predictions for a post-pandemic business reality. And it, you and I have been talking about this all week. What do we see is going to be happening?
0: I'm going to give you a couple of questions, give them my thought but I'll let you answer it as well. Let's talk about inside versus outside sales teams. Is this going to bring more sales teams inside in-house where we have more control over it? We're not going to have people out on the road driving to see prospects cuz that's expensive and maybe it's scary now. They don't want face-to-face contact or if I got it completely wrong, we're gonna get rid of the inside sales teams because we got to house them. And during a difficult crisis, then they all got to work from home and that's difficult to do. Maybe we just outsource the whole thing.
1: I think it's going to accelerate the inside sales reps growth. I believe that the sales reps in many companies across the country have already been working inside using the company's telephone systems and their CRM systems. And their vanilla soft software systems, the CRM systems that are out there like Goldmine and Vanilla Soft, et cetera. So I think it's going to accelerate the inside sales reps. And as sales managers see that their outside people maybe don't have to travel quite as much and don't have to see try to see six people a day and spend time on the telephone. They can actually reach out to more people. I believe that it's just going to accelerate the entire process.
0: I do too, so. but I'm going to give you one qualifier. I think you're going to see fewer outside reps and more inside reps for all the reasons we talked about, more control, more people they can talk to cuz they're not traveling, but we're going to keep as a backup or maybe as the main way to do this. Those inside sales may not be inside your building. They work directly for you and answer leads and that come in through your website or other marketing materials, but they may work from home and do virtual calls where the company takes the phone call and then forwards and i'm seeing that more and more i call the office and then the sophisticated phone system simply forwards it to the first available operator who's sitting in their house somewhere
1: yeah and we've got a program that was on yesterday Connect and cell that's been doing this for years people would connect immediately and chili piper does much of the same thing One of my predictions is that stupid companies are at this (laughs) moment firing their marketing departments. Really stupid companies are firing their salespeople. And this is the time that they can't do either one going forward because within a few months they're going to desperately need these people. And I know they're trying to survive. And I know they're trying to make an effort. But any real company out there, even the moderately small ones, should have a credit line, should have their cash flow built up should be able to survive three to four months with lower sales productivity and getting rid of your marketing people, which pound for pound create more sales than anybody in the company and your salespeople. It's quite amazing that they're actually thinking of doing this. We already covered the working from home will be more common.
0: And I'm going to bring a Daryl Prale, who's another show host here in the network. He's calling in right now. Hey, Daryl, how you doing?
2: I'm doing well, sir, yourself.
0: Well, we're, we're under the bunker. We're under 50 feet of concrete. We're safe. We got five cans of Lysol, so I'm feeling pretty good today here. Jim's trying to figure out what is life going to look like when we all come out of our holes here. When Puxitani Phil, if that's the right term, the little groundhog sticks his head out and looks around, what's he going to see in the new landscape? And Jim is suggesting two things. One, more inside sales and less outside sales. Maybe those inside salespeople are... Working from home, though, not inside your building. And his whole comment, he just made this fiery comment and dropped it there that only the bad companies are firing all their marketing people and sales staff right now. The good ones are finding a way to hold on to those people because it's just going to be that much harder to ramp up operations when it's all over. What do you think
2: to all that? Like you gentlemen, I have been around a, a downturn or two, and we see a lot of bad companies do exactly what he's saying every single time. They drop the hammer on marketing and they have the best of intentions, right? They're trying to save people. They try. They don't want. They don't want to let the people go. But the the downside to that decision is that they no longer feed the beast, and then they find themselves unable to actually meet payroll because they don't have enough business coming in.
0: Yeah, and then the so, pipeline's yeah. empty when they come back. So the then the pipeline's empty. So yeah. how do you start it up if nobody's there pumping the gas, pumping leads into the into the system?
2: And that's the problem, right? It's like sales. If I stop prospecting three months later and I close all my deals, I'm out of commission for the next three months while I put that pipeline back up again. And the problem with that, Jim, honestly, is that most executives today have no clue how marketing even works. They think marketing (laughs) is the guys who do the trade shows and they do the press releases, and that's marketing. They don't comprehend how it fills the top of the funnel, which is interesting because we've seen a dramatic shift. The leads that sales are working are, are heavily biased towards inbound leads, not leads that they've developed themselves, which is a shift from a decade ago.
1: Daryl, you said something really important there a minute ago, this going dark. And once, once companies go dark and reduce their advertising, reduce their digital footprint, reduce their direct mail, reduce their outbound calls, the pipeline drops. And three to six months later, after they've drained their pipeline, they really begin to hurt. Leads that don't come in today, the majority of them will close anywhere from 10% in three months, 26% in one year. And if you don't have them coming in, what's gonna happen is sales are gonna be hurting for a full year, so companies need to step on the gas quickly as soon as possible, to get that inbound traffic coming in. Predictions do you see, Daryl, in this post-pandemic business
0: reality? Before he does it, can I ask one other follow-up question to that? So if we do keep the salespeople on during this difficult time, how can they sell anything? Because nobody's buying. Everybody's home. What is the salesperson's job to do in difficult times like this?
1: There's always somebody that's buying, Paul. Always somebody that's <laughs> buying. It may be harder to, to find a- them. You may have to go to twice but, as many yeah. people. You may have to advertise and spend more money on marketing. You may have to do more phone calls, but damn it, you don't have a choice. You've got to fight. You have to go out, you you have to attack, 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 and not give up. Daryl, I'm sorry, I took some of your time. <laughs> no,
2: no, there's there are two schools of thoughts, right? And they're both right. One is you're developing relationships now and trust and support and I guess bias in your favor for when the markets open back up. That's the first thing. So they're just reaching out and saying, how can I help? You know, what do you need from me? You know, we're here for you. And there's a lot of truth in that. But the other aspect is you prospect smart. I heard Michael Badone drop a line the other day. That was brilliant. He's like, when you use the phone, because people are answering the phone way more now than before because they actually want to talk to somebody. Right. And his opening line is gold. It was, Okay, I just didn't know right away. Are you in camp A or camp B? Well, what do you mean? Well, camp A says you're hunkered down and you're not spending any money. You're just working. You're waiting for the economy to return. Or camp B says you're investing because you recognize now's the time to invest that when the market returns, you can go nuts. Which camp are you in? That's his opening question. And the beauty of that question, oh, I'm in camp A. Great, I'll call you back in three months. Take care. Boom. And I'm on to the next call. Or I'm in camp B. Great. Let's talk how I can help. So you're qualifying right away based on this economy. And so to your point, guys, that's what you do. It's activity. It's numbers. But when you get them on the phone, you're qualifying right away. You're going for that no or you're getting permission to help.
1: Good point. Really good point. Certainly. We've all learned there have been six, seven recessions since 1970, I believe. 78, 79 recessions since 1797 major disruptions in the business and those of us that have been in business long enough know that during recessions you aggressively go after the business now you may go after lightly like we have to do it right now but you have to keep the activity moving the the person that spends money on marketing now is going to come out of this much stronger than the person who stops spending money
0: all right my next
1: you see is is happening daryl in the post pandemic business reality
2: well, you're going to realize a couple of things. People are, are going to realize, A, you know, we needed to invest a lot, a lot more in infrastructure. So if you're in the infrastructure space, this is the place to be right now. You could be selling a, don't let this happen to you again. But people are going to strengthen that. And the other part is, is that buyers are going to say, you know what, I want to self-serve. A lot more contact, less interactions, a lot more use of AI. So there's a lot more chat box and everything else. Try to find out how to connect with these people because that's going to be the new world. You know, all of a sudden we realized listen, I have to do my grocery shopping through Amazon and I have to go to all these major grocery stores. So the little guy has got to compete even more and they got to sell on relationships. You're gonna see a lot more people, especially the smaller companies investing in the infrastructure so they can do these online commerce and these self-serve deals. I think you're right. You need to invest in the inside sales guys, but I think there's, there's, you're going to see marketing actually get more control. As they say, we don't know how to do the chatbots. We don't know how to do the guy at selling that's all electronic. It's going to more and more become marketing. We've seen that over the last couple of years with the two teams coming together. I think now you're probably going to see an explosion in the role for the CRO as they actually just take two teams and make them one.
0: Can I ask one other quick question, then we'll take a break here? All right, so if we're going to be out aggressively selling, what do you think about this idea? Do we drop our prices and try and uh, cut our margins to gain market share during this difficult time? Do we try and bury the competition? Um, Or do we hold our prices or maybe even increase them because our costs have gone up?
2: You know, that's kind of an it depends point of view, I think. It depends on your marketplace and what your competition is doing. But, you know, what I can tell you what I'm seeing is I'm not seeing anybody ask us to cut our prices. Nobody's given us any grief on that. What they might ask for is can we defer a payment for a little bit or, or can we have instead of one big-ass payment, can we have three payments staggered or what have you? So they're asking, They're more so asking for terms. But we have not got any change in the buying behavior and prices. Assuming your price is fine and it's fair and it's competitive, I think leading with price is the wrong move. Like it always has been in sales.
1: I agree with Daryl. Reducing your price, the only one that wins is the salesperson who might hit the sale. The customer who gets a cheaper product, but the company is hurting even more than they were before because now they're making sales without a margin. So their margin goes down, and they're they're hurting even more. Darrell, what are your salespeople? We're not going to take a break right now. No break. All right, we're going to we're going to go
2: on. We'll keep rolling.
1: Darrell, what are some of your salespeople uh, doing? Are they working mainly from home from vanilla Soft?
2: Yeah, they're all working from home which is interesting because we intentionally hired. We don't have a lot of remote salespeople. That was on purpose, to have them all together in the pit so they can learn from each other, if you will. Um, And now they're all from home. It's a different rhythm for all of us. And and our productivity probably dropped 10 15% at least in the process that we all had to figure it out. But that's what they're doing. People are still answering the phone, and they're having conversations. But I tell you what is different now. People perhaps were more willing before to take a chance, take a risk. Yeah, it sounds good. Let's try it out. Whereas now they're saying, oh, I need a business case. You know, I need, I need more numbers. We're seeing longer sales cycles with more deliberation and, and more understanding of ROI. So the sales reps are having to work harder. But uh, as far as pure lead flow goes, and we've been watching it carefully, you know, and for us, we're a SaaS business. We're not only looking at, you know, new business. We're looking at that monthly recurring business. We only saw our, our monthly recurring business dropped by about five percentage points as a whole. People are still paying their bills. Nothing's changed. And new business is still happening. Just slower, just slower.
1: But your products are different than a lot of people. That sales rep gets up in the morning in his house and you encourage him to look like he's in business. So then he or she will act like they're in business, but they fire up that Vanilla Soft program, just like all of your clients fired up. And those leads queue up and they can pound through that. They know how to Go about getting the business because your system qualifies. Your system presents the best prospects. They don't get ready to do business for an hour and then make their first phone call. Your people are getting on the horse immediately and riding into battle. Don't you think that makes a big difference? I know you don't like talking about vanilla soft, but let's face it. That's what that product does. That product is made for these tough times.
2: Candidly, if I share, you're right, I don't like doing the pitch thing, but I can share this. Where we've seen a huge uptick in sales for us is organizations realizing that their force is now remote and they need to ensure, they need to guarantee that those unsupervised sales employees are doing the activity. A tool like VanillaSoft, which is all about sales engagement, which is very different from a tool like CRM really forces the reps to do those activities and so we have actually seen a dramatic shift because they've recognized that and we've seen actual entire companies take all of their inside sales teams off of a Salesforce, off of a dynamics and put them onto vanilla soft for that one reason alone because out of sight out of mind i can't control it but vanilla soft i know they're being served and i know they can't avoid the activity and i can watch it in real time that's been an interesting transition to watch. Another big transition we've seen is a lot of people were heavily shifted over to VoIP-based, VoIP-based soft phones, you know, the computer-based, so as opposed to a predictive dialer at a head office. They're allowing these employees now to do their own calling. So those are two shifts people are making that are dramatic. But, you know, the activity is huge that we've seen in our own selling process.
1: I talked to another one of our hosts today, and I said, How are things going? And he said, Well, obviously, he said, we have a slowdown. I expect the slowdown to continue even as we get back to work. But I expect to see a, a fairly substantial uptick in the fourth quarter. He said, Our slowdown hasn't been as bad as I thought initially. He said, I'm very encouraged by that. But we have seen some effect. But I expect it to pick up dramatically in the fourth quarter. Do you think the fourth quarter is too soon, or do you think that's. Uh, a realistic appraisal.
2: So, what we've been looking at is we expect the economy to start really bouncing back around September. It's going to be a long, you know, six to nine month process. We think September, that back to school season, is going to start to really show it. And then the studies we've seen from companies like HubSpot and Topo, the analyst firms, seem to back that up. Where it's going to be interesting, this is the wild card, and I don't think we're alone in this. We had forecasted a book of business. Where a large number of the leads were being sourced from live events, whether that be regional or national oh, yeah. trade shows, right? And of course, what they've all done is they've all pushed it out six months. So late Q3 and Q4 is going to be massive for trade shows. Normally, that's the first half, and this is going to be done with the latter half. That means that business isn't going to actually now hit the books until Q1, Q2 of the following year. That's going to impact our overall annual forecast dramatically. And then the other wild card there is assuming these events take place because they still may not. Right? So even though we go back to work, we're still going to have this social distancing going on. People are still not going to shake hands. They're still going to intentionally stay far away from each other. So do I want to go to a trade show? So if you're relying upon events, whether they be small regional breakfasts or something else, and that's a big part of your business, you better start looking for another channel. Interesting. One thing oh, I was man. thinking about there's
1: like, bound to be a population boom starting in September going through oh, February. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, oh. It's going to be boomer all over again. This is going to be crazy to watch. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting. If you're if you're selling something to that whole industry of babies and what have you, you're going to have a business boom shortly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me ask well, you guys another question here. How do you stay in touch with customers during this? stay-at-home period of time. Yes, you can call them. But short of that, you can't go visit them. So what do you do? How do you communicate? How do you connect with them? I'm thinking podcasts and other
2: sorts of things. How do you talk to them? Podcasts podcasts and webinars continue to work for us. What we've started doing is we started having customer-only, you know, we call it a virtual coffee talk or gatherings. We do them every couple weeks. And we plan in advance and we invite everybody and we do it by position. So for example, for us, we would have had, we recently had a coffee talk for all of the, the operational folks. And then, you know, we, before that we had a, a coffee talk for all the senior executive sales, marketing leaders, you know, the executive, the ones who won the budget. Different coffee talks because of different issues, right? So for the operational folks, it's like, well, how do you move 50 people who are suddenly remote? But for the executives as well, how do you respond, you know, to selling and coaching and leadership and guidance? Um, so doing that and it's having safe environments has really earned us goodwill. And we've had people coming back to us and say, hey, you know, we may need to reduce our seats count for a little bit. Or we may need to even shut it off for a couple of months while we weather the storm. Will you still be here? We don't want to stop being your customer. Yeah. Those comments only happen when you're loyal. And that's so Having that engagement has a dramatic effect on your churn. But customers want to stick with you. If you're good to them, they'll stay the long
0: haul. And I think you very subtly made another point there, too. People are afraid of what's going to happen to these people they've built relationships with. And if you go dark and go silent and go deep, they're not sure you're going to be around when you come back. They might go look somewhere else. Yes.
2: You nailed it. You nailed it. that. It's so huge. Talk about marketing. One of the things we did recently that had a huge reaction was we actually went on social. And we did a, a campaign series, the videos and everything else, saying, "Guys, if you find yourself you're suddenly on the bench, your company let you go because they're cutting in the wrong places inside sales reps. If you're on the bench, we're hiring. This is why you should work for us. And we are intentionally ramping up our efforts on Class Store and ramping up our hiring processes because we know right now." There's a lot of talent that's gonna be available that we wouldn't normally have access to. So we're investing not just in marketing, but we're investing in people.
1: One thing uh, I was just thinking about, Daryl, I know because I've heard it on your program and so many of your guests have talked about it, you've got a big event coming up in August. Tell, tell our listeners about that event, how salespeople and sales managers can go and get pumped up and, and increase their own personal productivity.
2: So the big event in August used to be in May, but like everything else, it got pushed out. And that's the uh, the outbound conference. And vanilla we the title sponsor. But that's put on by, you know, was originally the four horsemen. So originally it was Mike Weinberg and uh, Mark Hunter and Anthony Annarino and Jeb Blunt. Weinberg this year took a break and he got replaced by Victor Antonio. That guy alone's got up for a million followers on YouTube. And their whole thing is no preaching. They were inspired by HubSpot's inbound conference. And they said, well, if there's an inbound, there's got to be an outbound. So Outbound is all about no pitches, no nothing. We just talk our craft. They have an additional 18 speakers, people like Sherry Levedon, Andrea Waltz, Meredith Elliot Powell, Colleen Francis, Jeff Bjork, Larry Levine, the list goes on. And they're just talking about the craft. And so they get about 1,500 people together and it's just like, three solid days of exhaustion because there's just so much information sharing going on. And what's amazing is many of these people are best-selling authors on their own, and they just go out in the middle of the room, and they just shake hands, and they just sign autographs, and they talk to people. So it's not like you see them on the stage and they're gone. These people are there the entire time, and they're 100% accessible, and it's just a different, different format. It's just real. And I think that's so powerful now based on COVID because what we've seen is relationships matter now more than other, you know more than any other time before. And that's what they're all about. So that's happening now in August. and that's in Atlanta. If you haven't been before, what I'm told is, A, you should go. You can use the code VS100 for Vanilla Soft 100. I'll get you 100 bucks off. But beyond that, you better have comfortable shoes. And if you don't have comfortable shoes, then don't go. That's my advice to you. Don't go. But, yeah, it's uh, it's an amazing event. And I think they're going to have a huge uptick at that event because it's going to be a direct response of, wow, we just went through COVID. How do we go from here and just really you know, restart How our
1: comfort
2: Yeah, you got That's it. So great. it's going to be huge yeah
1: daryl thank you for calling in today it's great to hear from you your show earlier today was great but daryl Prale is the cmo of vanilla soft we don't always give titles of everybody who calls in and his show today was lead generation by sales reps for sales reps i might add he has the most popular program on the funnel radio channel with the most listeners and we certainly appreciate your calling in today daryl
2: all right. Thanks a lot, guys. Good show. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Paul, over to you. And we're starting up. So
0: that concludes another episode of Funnel Radio on the Funnel Radio channel. Come back and hear more every Thursday. We run all day for at work listeners like you.